What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It is I, Eben Britton. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day we have before us. Today's episode is a good one. It's a solo based on a conversation I recently had with one of my Patreon members in our one-on-one session. It's all about the ego death, the experience of when we begin our meditation practice. And this translates as well to experiences with psychedelics. And we have that total terror, that experience of fear come over us that we might not come back or that the abyss, the blissful ecstasy that we have fallen into, completely surrendered over to, will never end and we will not emerge whole. So I talk a little bit about that. That is a very ancient and common experience of the awakening process. So I talk a lot about that. Boils down to the ego death, what that's like, how we come to that, how we can maneuver through that to come out the other side in our highest state. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, That being said, this episode is brought to you by my brothers and sisters at Wake Network. Head over to wake.net for the fantastic functional fungi. Tell you what, man, these are a staple in my daily practice. The lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, turkey tail, the comprehensive health blend. You can't go wrong. These are ancient adaptogenic substances that have been with us for millennia. Boost our brain function, boost our immune system, great for digestive health, all the things we need to support our total body well-being. Highly recommend them. You can head over to wake.net, use code EBBINFLOW to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order. Other than that, I would love to see you guys join us on Patreon, join the Power Tribe, patreon.com forward slash edsbritain. I am not only can you become a seeker or a sage and check out all the dope bonus ebb and flow content, join the group sessions that we're doing every month, but I'm also offering ebb and flow coaching sessions. Those are hour long sessions each month to totally optimize yourself. Let's go, baby. There's limited availability for those slots. So if you are interested, I urge you to get over there with a little bit of urgency. Lots of love to you guys. Enjoy this episode. Have a powerful day living in your truth, living in your highest greatness. And I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source, the key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension, a gateway at the junction of darkness and light, the place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ebb and flow podcast. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day we have before us. So today's episode, it's a solo roll, as you know, um, I love doing these, I love doing these, I love riffing with you guys. So today's episode, 
I've started doing one-on-one sessions with my Patreon peeps, and it's been such a fantastic experience for all you guys listening. Uh, I can't thank you enough for your time, your energy, what you're what you're bringing to these conversations. I'm getting so much out of it um, because it's a great reflection of the work that I'm doing, how I can improve some things. Um, hearing about how it's being received by you. So that's fantastic for me to have that opportunity to hear directly from you guys, how it's making you feel, what's resonating. So last week I had a conversation with a guy and he started talking to me about his meditation practice that he had recently started. And he said that a couple weeks ago, he sat down, perhaps for the first time ever, he put on some binaural beats. These are these solfeggio frequencies. You can look these up. And they range from 174... Uh, there's a 200 frequency and he said he was in the 528 Hertz and the various frequencies do different things. I love these, these frequencies. There's a great, there are a number of great playlists on Spotify that I will just throw in the headphones, push play on these frequencies and just listen to these things while I work. They have a tremendous effect on my mental patterns, my brain waves. I feel super focused, super serene, super uplifted, very creative, very inspired. So if you guys are are interested in that, uh, I will have more specifics in the show notes for you to check out. But if you just go into Spotify or YouTube and you type in binaural beats, B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L, or you can type in solfeggio frequencies. These are ancient frequencies, ancient vibrations. Um, If you're into the origins of life, you may be familiar with the idea that all of this began with a sound and everything is vibration. So that's what these frequencies stem from or are linked to. So it can be very powerful if you meditate with these things while listening to these things. Um, And so this guy was talking about how he started doing it and he went through this process of dropping down deeper and deeper and deeper into that meditative state. And he said he he felt so fantastic. He felt so ecstatic, so light, so at peace. And then all of a sudden something shifted. And his ego, his his material realm identity started to rear its head and he felt this sensation of terror or fear come over him that was or had to do with this this false idea of, uh uh-oh, what if I'm about to die? What if I'll never come back from this? What if I fall completely out of the, the... into the abyss and never return? What if my soul leaves my body? All of these things started running through his head and he stopped the meditation and he said he hadn't done it again in two weeks, but he said something had dramatically shifted in his being. And so we spent our session talking about this and I told him that this is super common. This is so common. So that's what this episode, we're going to talk about in this episode. So you've started meditating. And the process of unfoldment that's happening inside of you, let's put some context to it. 
because I told him at the end of the day, the most important thing is to keep going. You just keep surrendering into that sensation. I've experienced it myself. So when we talk about meditation, whatever your intention is, it can be anything. I just want to be more focused. I just want to be more engaged. I want to be more present. I want to clear my mind. I want to surrender. I want to let go of these old things. I feel like I have these blockages or these resistances, these hindrances in inside of my being that are energetic or emotional or perhaps old physical trauma. Meditation is such a powerful tool. I just want to get quiet. I want to get still. I want to access my higher self. All of these are great reasons to meditate. So the process of meditation, I believe there really is no right or wrong way to meditate. The most important thing is giving yourself an allotted amount of time, be it two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it feels necessary, whatever amount of time feels necessary or available to you to get your meditation in, I highly encourage you to do that. Now, the various meditation practices that I talk about all the time, you can have a super simple mindfulness practice where it's just you sit there in the quiet stillness of a room and you bring your attention to your breath moving in and out of your nose. to help get you into that meditative state, to help grease the wheel, as it were, of your physical body, the resistances that may arise in your physical body, the tension that you're holding in your neck and your chest, your face even, your stomach, your legs, your hips, etc. Wherever that tension might be, it can always be helpful as you begin your mindfulness practice to start by taking that inhale in through the nose and let it out through the mouth. Just letting everything go. That can be a helpful tool as you descend into your meditation. You can also use a mantra, whatever that mantra is. Uh, in transcendental meditation, they use Sanskrit, words, they form a mantra. Here I've got the Hanuman mantra on my prayer card from my brother Gus. Om Hanumate Nama. And you just keep saying that over and over again. And the, the mechanism of the mantra, it tricks your mind into basically one thought focus meditation. So it tricks your mind out of thinking about anything else because then all of a sudden your mind, it becomes like a wave that you're riding in your mantra. And you just keep saying that mantra over and over as you're breathing, just breathing and, and saying your mantra over and over and over and over. And that mantra just helps you settle down. If you listen to the episode I did with Tom Cronin, um, stepping into the portal, his film, The Portal, all about the power of meditation. Highly recommended. If you haven't checked out that episode and the film, powerful stuff. But he talks about that mantra will help you. Your mind, your consciousness is like an ocean. And at the top of the ocean, it can be fucking chaotic and crazy and storming and all sorts of things. But down down at the floor level, the bottom of the ocean, it's super still, super quiet, super peaceful. And you have that. You have access to that all the time. So you can use a mantra. You can use the binaural beats, the frequencies. You can use those things. You can do chanting. 
um, a big practice of mine that I was doing every day for about six months. And then I sort of just the ebbs and flows of your practice, you know, your meditation practice can get stale. So you want to change it up as well. I would say get disciplined in one practice for a nice stretch of time. Give it 30 days before you decide to start switching. But it's good to switch it up because your meditation practice can get stale. So it can be helpful to change up the modality, the mechanism by which you're meditating. Okay, so there are all these different ways to meditate, right? And you've started meditating. And you're feeling benefits. You're feeling more calm. You're feeling like you're starting to cultivate that space between you, the observer, your feelings, your thoughts, the sensations that move through your body. Great. You're starting to cultivate that. Now, what happens when you start to meditate is that slowly but surely, you're just letting go. When you're really getting into your meditation practice, it's a constant process of letting go. You're letting go of old habits, you're letting go of old behaviors, you're letting go of tension. And there's so many levels and layers and dimensions to our being. You're not just the mind and the body. You're the energy moving through it. You're the energy moving around it. Yourself from 10 years ago is still locked up somewhere in this thing. In a deep, deep, in a box, deep in the archives of your subconscious. There's your 10-year-old self, your 20-year-old self. But they don't go anywhere. It's amazing to me when I think about the fact that I have been looking out of these eyes for 33 years. And if you really think about it, the world... Has it been me moving through the world or has it been the world moving around and through me? I don't know. Because I'm just still right here looking out from behind these eyes. I don't know. Sure, it's looked like I've got on, gotten on airplanes and driven in cars and done all this work and did these things, etc., etc., but there could be another case made for the fact that the world is just, the universe has just been moving through me, this portal known as me, Eben, for the last 33 years. Just as strong of a case can be made for that. It's amazing the things that we just believe. For instance, I just saw this story of the dragon man. They just discovered this, this new skull in a, in a Chinese well. And it's like 170,000 years old. You can look it up. Dragon man. Massive skull. And the discovery of this skull is forcing scientists, anthropologists, whoever to completely rethink human evolution. <laughs> and these discoveries happen all the time. That's the point of science. Science is an ever-evolving discipline. But somehow, because, because of our fear of change and our comfort in permanence, we like to cling to these beliefs of how things are and what things are, and how things work, etc. But when you really start to meditate and you detach yourself from all of that shit, the beliefs, the identity, the cultural shit, whatever's happening in the news, the world, down the street, what your friends say, you start to realize, oh, these are just 
it's just passing information. There's very little rigidity to anything. So, as my brother, my my Patreon brother, who shared with me about his profound experience, I said to him, I said, man, you had a, that was a mystical experience that you had. That terror, that fear you felt of falling completely into the arms of God and then your ego snapped back and said, whoa, wait a minute, dude. I'm still here. If you fall completely into God and you surrender completely into this abyss, what happens to me? And that's common. That's common as you go down this road. And it can be very uncomfortable. It can be very terrifying. Because as you begin to meditate, all of these things just start to fall away. It might begin with the physical tension. And then the mental clarity comes. But then you start to work down into that subconscious, that deep underground shit. And it can get scary. Because things will inevitably come up for you. This happens for all of us. It happens to me all the time. Things will inevitably come up that completely obliterate, if not challenge, your current state of identity, your current state of who you think you are and what you think you're supposed to be doing. I've had these experiences where I have been jettisoned, skyrocketed into the depths of my being. So deep, so far, so fast that all of a sudden it feels like I have nothing to hold on to. There's no ground beneath my feet. There's no identity, no mask, no name, no nothing left to hold on to. And I feel my old self going, wait, wait, what do I hold on to? And it's just like sand falling between your fingers. There's nothing there. You're trying to hold on to air. And the truth of the matter is, man, there is nothing to hold on to. Who's in control of this thing? Your heart beats completely out of your control. Who controls that? Your blood flows. Your cells do their thing. Who controls that? I don't know about you, but I've never fucking controlled any of that stuff. And that can be terrifying. That can be terrifying if your structure of the world, your perception of the world is that you're in control. That you're running, you're steering the ship. So as we meditate and as things begin to fall away, all the old stuff, all the patterns of behaviors, the things that we used to hold on so tight to, to construct our worldview, our perspective of ourselves, our perception of ourselves and the world around us. As all of that begins to fall away, what are we left with? What's left? Growing up in the Western world, 
with the industrial education system where, let's face it, our entire lives are built on this idea, this model of a successful life. You go to school, maybe you go to college, you earn your degree, you get the job, you get married, you have the kids, you buy the house, you got the white picket fence, you got football on Sundays, you work to climb the corporate ladder, And that's it. That's a successful life in the West. You're doing it, man. You're doing it. Or are you? (laughs) Are you doing it? Because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But man, something's missing. The weed, the alcohol, the stuff, the fucking consumption on all levels, the movies, the fucking gatherings, they're just, they're not, man, why am I not happy? What's not working? I've just been, I've been so sensitive my whole life that if my life isn't working, if it's not working energetically, if it's not working emotionally, I know it's time to go another way. Something else has to be that has to be there. These are the guideposts. These are the guideposts of the universe. Is your heart fulfilled? Does your soul feel content? And perhaps it's an absurd idea to even think that your soul or your heart could have sustained contentment. Because when you really get on the path, you realize how much you're not in control of anything. And even for me, I got on this spiritual thing. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I got it now. I got it. And then something happens, something occurs to me, a new insight bubbles up out of the abyss A fresh realization comes through. And I go, oh, fuck. It's not that either. (laughs) It's not about the spiritual thing either. Here's what's true. We are human beings. We have all been birthed out of the one thing, the source of all things. We've all been birthed out of that. Came through different portals. Came through different doorways, mothers and fathers, into different circumstances, into different environments, atmospheres. But we, as human beings, as animalistic creatures blessed with God consciousness, infinite, eternal consciousness, it's been built into our system, we are manifestations of the one Seeking to have an experience of itself. Now that doesn't mean 
that whoever you think you are right now, whatever it is you're doing, doesn't matter or isn't true to you and your being. So the other thing he said, we're talking about his We'll call it the ego for now. It's a great term to describe this material plane identity format that we all create subconsciously even. We don't even know that we do it is the amazing thing. (laughs) We don't even realize that we begin to cultivate this, this entity around us. Like for me, when I played in the NFL, without even knowing it, even as a guy who said, I'm, I always said, I'm more than a football player. I'm not just a football player. I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I'm going to be a writer when I'm done playing football. Even believing that, thinking that, I still had to break through the identity trap of being a professional athlete when I came out of that life. Because every single relationship I had was coming through the prism of me being a pro football player. My communication, my relationships to everyone around me, friends, family, and everyone else was coming through this prism of being a football player, an NFL football player. And that all had to just completely collapse in order for me to move forward. Had to. I couldn't go on. Because what's a football player if you're not playing football anymore? How can you live out that identity that's so tied to what you do physically, professionally, if you're not doing that anymore? So that had to completely crumble in order for me to move on. So one of his, one of his fears when he had this experience in his meditation was, what if I come out of it and I'm not the same guy? Super common. My first ayahuasca ceremony I ever did I was really excited about it, but I had a lot of fear because I went in and I thought to myself, man, what if I do this and I come out and I'm fucking not even the same person? Like I'm so different. I come out so different that I can't even relate to my wife and my daughter and I decide that Or something in me decides that I need to just become a fucking vagabond and walk through the desert or something. (laughs) And what was amazing about the experience and what has been amazing about all of these experiences, the constant surrendering to the universe, the constant surrendering, coming back to center, coming back to the heart center, or your highest self is that it just clarifies everything you're doing. It makes you a more clear, more crystallized, higher vibrational functioning version of the person you've always been. You know who you are. You know who you are. It can be really difficult to talk about it or tell anyone. I love the question when people ask, hey, what do you do? I don't know. I do a lot. (laughs) Isn't that such a funny Western question? 
based completely from the paradigm of that success, successful life model that I laid out just a second ago. What do you do? Well, I breathe, I walk, I meditate, I exercise, I do yoga. I husband, I father, I partner, I friend. I do all sorts of things. I podcast, I write. I don't know. What do you do? The beauty of all of this, the meditation, the psychedelics, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but all of the psychedelic compounds, the DMT, the psilocybin, the LSD, etc., all of them are the bullet trains to the same place the meditation is taking you. They're taking you right back to center, right back to yourself. So when people have the terrifying experiences on the psychedelics, it's exactly what my brother, his name is Kyle, what he shared with me about his meditation experience. Because all of a sudden, you're dropped into the center of yourself. And none of that shit that you identify yourself with and by exists there. And that's terrifying because all of a sudden, it's like someone pulled the rug out from under your feet. There's no floor beneath your feet anymore. You don't even have a handle to grab onto to keep yourself up. There's nothing there. It's just you. That's it. And that's terrifying for the ego, especially. The ego's whole thing is about keeping itself alive and important. I'm here, man. I'm really smart. I'm really fucking good at this. I'm really X, Y, and Z. I'm really handsome. I'm really this. I'm great at yoga. I'm a great meditator. Man, I'm super spiritual. Man, (laughs) I make a great cup of coffee. I'm a great cook. I'm this. I'm a great husband. I'm a great father. But then when you're dropped into the center of yourself where none of that stuff exists, all of a sudden it's like the ego goes, whoa, fuck. I don't exist. I don't even matter. That's the ego death. And that's good. Oh, it's good. Because it just brings you back to the shit, man. Brings you back to what it's all about. And it's scary. It's also blissful. It's beautiful. It's mind-blowing. It's expansive. And you can experience all of this when you're really present, when you're really fucking just living your life 1,000% present in every single moment. Doing the work. What does that mean, doing the work? It's difficult to be with what comes up. How many things do we have available to us to distract us from the things going on inside of us? Infinite. You've got a phone. It's a literal, it's a physical a physical manifestation of human consciousness. In a second, you can have any information 
you could possibly imagine. That's great. It's a great tool. But let us learn how to use the tool just as a builder uses to you learns to use a hammer, learns to use a power drill, learns to use a skill saw. You don't use the hammer to fucking bash people over the head. Use the hammer to build things. Hammer nails. Build the home. So in that same way, we need to learn how to use the tools. They're not here. Well, I don't know exactly what the intention was behind the creation of all of this fucking technology. I know that I appreciate the fact that I can record this podcast. I can disseminate this information out into the world, out into the ether. That I'm so grateful for. I love that. But let me not use it to distract myself from what's happening inside of me. I feel fucking angry. I feel really depressed. I feel sad. I feel this. Whatever it is. Okay. Let me feel it. Let me be with it. Let me not pick up my phone. See what insights I get about the deeper essence of myself. Mm. Now we're living. Now we're present. Now we're present. I had this thought. How can we expect to be present with other people around us if we can't even be present in the stillness of our being with whatever energy, emotions are coming up. Can you? Can you be really, can you be truly present with your loved ones, with your friends in conversation? Can you be truly present to what they're sharing with you if, you if you're not truly present in yourself, with yourself? I don't know. So what's most important? As you descend deeper and deeper into yourself, you stay on the meditative path, you commit to your meditation practice. The most important thing is to continue, have the discipline and the commitment to yourself to continue doing the work. Man, yesterday's meditation went fucking super deep. I got really scared. Okay, today, I'm going to go back. I'm going to check back in. And the breath will get you through it all. Always coming back to the breath. You feel that fear. You feel that terror come up inside of you. Bring your focus back to your breath, in and out through your nose. And the breath is the bridge back to your higher self. The breath, if you have anything to hold on to, it's the breath. Because the breath has been here since the day you came into this world with you. And it'll be here the day you leave this world. And every step of the way between. Always coming back to the breath. And in life, always coming back to the breath. You feel really overwhelmed. You feel really anxious, angry, sad. Whatever it is, man, just bring it back to the breath. 
going in and out. This shit's ancient. I didn't make it up. I tell my I tell my daughter, Sandy, why don't we take some deep breaths? She says, Dad, that only works for you. I'm like, okay, you're nine. I get it. I'm like, it actually works for everybody because we all have this capacity. And we all come to it, back to it over and over again throughout our lifetimes. And it'll take you through, man. It'll guide you. It'll keep you present. It'll bring you back to peace again and again. If you're willing to just cultivate that relationship with it, it's a relationship. Bring it back to the breath. Bring it back to the breath over and over again. It's always there for you. Now, why is it so important to breathe in and out through the nose? Well, once again, so you start feeling anxious, you feel angry, whatever it might be, check in with yourself. I guarantee you there's a very high likelihood that you started breathing in and out through your mouth. Now the mouth, when it comes to breathing, the mouth is directly linked to the sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight state, the reptilian brain. Nasal breathing directly linked to the parasympathetic nervous state or the prefrontal cortex, the Godhead, the center of executive decision-making executive functioning. So you find yourself spiraling into a panic attack, anxiety. First thing you got to do, start breathing in and out through your nose, controlled breath in and out through your nose. And just stick with it. Stick with it. It's not going to be in one breath. It's not going to be in two breaths. It's not going to be in three breaths. Keep breathing. Stick with the breathing in and out through the nose. Slowly but surely. First, it'll go like this. Okay, I'm having an anxiety attack. Ooh, it's really uncomfortable. Ah, I feel so scared. I feel so far out. I feel so disconnected. Keep going. Keep nasal breathing. Controlled in and out through the nose. Using the diaphragm. Breathing into that solar plexus. Now after you've recognized those things, yeah, slowly but surely that that calm is going to start to descend over you. Might even get a little sleepy. Start to feel relaxed. Okay. Okay. It's not so bad. The breath does that. It's all about the breath. All about the breath. No matter where you're at, you can access your breath to give you power. You can access your breath to bring you peace. You can access your breath to bring you into the present moment. You can access the breath to get you out of pain. The breath is perhaps the most powerful tool, technology, that we have access to. All we have to do is use it. Cultivate a relationship with it, understand what it is, what it does, and use it. Utilize it, because it's there for us. Powerful. All right, y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed that little breakdown of the process of meditation. 
Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at EDS Britain, shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you've experienced anything like that, uh, for all my Patreon members, always you you can send me a message. That being said, I'd love for all of you guys to join us on Patreon. Join the Power Tribe, man. I've got a number of tiers available, the Seekers and Sages. All of the information of the offerings is available on patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. I'm also offering ebb and flow coaching now, hour-long sessions each month. So check that out. You might have to hit the See All Tiers tab on my Patreon homepage to access that, but all that information is there. That is available. I'm here to be of service to you. There are limited spaces available for the coaching slots. So if you're interested, get on it. I'd love to see you guys there. Love to be joined. Last Sunday, we had a fantastic group session, yoga and breath work. Every month we're doing group sessions. There will be another group session on the 25th, I believe. Love to see you guys there. Other than that, hey man, keep breathing, keep tapping deeper and deeper into yourself. I know it can be extremely uncomfortable and difficult, but the beauty is you will emerge over and over again a better version of yourself, which means a better world around you because your energy is going to send ripples out. It's going to have a ripple effect into the universe which the effects of which will be far beyond anything you could possibly imagine. So lots of love to you guys. Have an epic rest of your day. Have a great week. Lots of love. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.